for the passion. Get ready for the banter. It's the Sedia A-Holes Podcast. Forza, Tommy and Tony. All right, guys, how you doing? It's the City A-Holes Podcast. I'm Tony Vascuso. I'm here with Tommy Matera. How you doing, Tommy? Ciao, ciao, everyone. Ciao, ciao. Tommy, how are things, man? How's life right now, dude? It's not too bad. Not too bad. Napoli got Napoli got points this weekend when everybody else dropped points, so that was good. Um, yeah. You know, that was like it was almost like five points when you win a game like that, right? Everybody else ties. You know what? I, you know what I love about you, dude. Whenever I'm asking you how you're doing, it's immediately what Napoli's doing. It's got you never <laughs> like, yo, my mom's doing this or whatever. That's how of a fan you are. You just mm-hmm. immediately go into uh, into Napoli and stuff like that. But yeah, so well, everything else is good, man. Yeah, everything's all right, man. You know, just uh, I saw the day. I saw that I saw that Lindo was making some uh, cutlets, dude. I mean, and I didn't, yeah. and and now they were pork cutlets. Pork cutlets. So she does pork cutlets. She'll do veal cutlets, and obviously the chicken cutlets, which yeah. everybody's go to, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, her pork cutlets are dynamite, bro. Yeah, I mean, they looked freaking, they looked amazing, dude. I mean, really did. I mean, the other thing too is people forget is, and especially with cutlets, right? And because chicken can get a little bit overwhelming or whatever, you have to tenderize the meat. You got to tenderize yeah. it. You know, when the people are always asking, like, how do you get that so thin or whatever it is, you got to tenderize it. The other thing too, and I don't know if your mom does, and I'm not trying to give her any because I'm sure if you're, <laughs> they're phenomenal. But if you want to get an extra crisp, you di- you dip it in the egg uh, batter, right? You put it into the mm-hmm. flour and then put it back into the egg batter, then the back, egg, and then you'll get an extra, yeah. you'll get an extra crisp in there. But, uh, Man, they look good, dude. I gotta, I gotta and, get over sometimes it. Sometimes she'll combine different breadcrumbs, right? Like, so yeah. she'll take the the the, yep. the quality, the Italian Progresso Parmesan yep. ones, yep. and she'll throw a little panko in there, yeah, to it up just to make it a little more crispy. Oh like, wow! So she combines the, the panko. The together. It, yeah. That's a good thought. Because yeah. some people are just strictly panko, and then some. Right. You know what or I'm saying? So she'll mix in a few every now that's and again. Good. That's really. good, man. That's a good yeah. tip there, man. I don't know if you're. Are you supposed to be saying that tip right now, Tommy? You got to be called, talk to Linda, dude. Make sure you're no, not. If supposed I don't, to... if, I, if I don't give away her her baked mac and cheese, then we're good. All right, good. That. Good, but so uh, I, so yeah. For those that don't know, I'm in quarantine again, dude. Another kid, uh, you know, tested positive, and we got to do it another. <laughs> it's Tommy. Thirty days, dude. Thirty days I've laugh. missed. But you're you're the only person I know that's been in quarantine more than once, and you've never had COVID. Yeah, it's, yeah, I got tested again. I got penetrated again. We talked about it. How the freaking it's just terrible. And I, and the other thing too is Tommy, the difference between the two weeks of when I went first and now is like, I mean, this stuff is skyrocketing again. Oh yeah, uh, it's getting ridiculous. It really, really is. And you're seeing it in Italy as well. It's starting on the rise. It's more young adults right now, Tommy. Of what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's going to get worse at Thanksgiving when the kids that are still in college come home. Oh, right? God. Listen, I've been sober for, what, 15 years now, right? Mm-hmm. And the last time I drank was the date, the date, the night before uh, Thanksgiving. That's the biggest bar night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, again, I'm doing my thing. I'm painting around the house. My toe is, toe is healing, dude, right? It's That's feeling a little bit better. I saw Kim I saw Kim responded to your post and she wasn't too happy. <laughs> oh, no, no. She's, and, she, and she's the one that had a freaking, uh, you know. No uh, reflection on her. She needs to right. know that. That's not a reflection yeah. she on had her. A, she had to bandage it up or whatever. But first off, Tommy, and hopefully I keep it together, man, because I, I think I let all my tears out already. But I got to <laughs> give a big happy birthday to my uh, my dog, Rocky. Uh, for those that don't know, I had uh, had a beagle for about 15 years. Um, you know, what was, what was very fitting with Rocky was it, it was the length of time that me and Kim were together. So when me and Kim were started dating, which was 98, 99, which, yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Some guys out there are listening right now. We're even freaking born. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that's when we started, we got rock and we went to, um, so beagles, as everybody knows, those are hunting dogs, very, very good hunting dogs, foxes, <laughs> you know, in England, very, very big in England. Uh, you know, they, they chase the foxes and ra- rabbits and stuff like that. Um, so, uh. When we got him, we went up there, and we opened up the door, and it's a breeder that has beagles. A freaking dad, like about twenty beagles, and these beautiful, graceful, you know, females are coming out, and 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 the, you know, they only had one male, and they're all <laughs> running up to us, and they're very playful, whatever it is. The other, the, I look in the back, and there's this dog, and it's not, you know, the most beautiful looking dog or whatever. It's 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 the white face with the black, because other beagles have that tan face or whatever. And yes. Those are ones that were like very very. You know, they're, they're friendly, whatever. This other dog just comes, you know, right all the way in the back, the mutt, right? Starts freaking trickling <laughs> over really slow. And he's the only dog that comes over to me. And that was Rocky, dude. And, and he, he was bold-legged. 
And the reason why they were selling him is because, uh, you know, he wasn't really going to keep up with the pack of hunting and, and, and things like that. So um, when uh, so we buy him, Tommy Hughes, $200. Wow. $200 for a purebred beagle, dude. That's I mean, because be, I'm saying that now, people are like, dude, they're like $1,500 now. Yeah, right? No, I know. So, uh, yeah, we had him for 15 years, and, um, you know, we had to put him down, man. He ended up, he had a seizure. Uh, before we put him down, he was, you know, dehydrated. He wasn't eating anything yeah. like that. Uh, couldn't really see out of his eyes. And I could tell you right now, and I know Tommy has stories about this as well and, and dealt with it. There is nothing worse. I mean, putting your dog, putting your dog down is, I, I can tell you right now, I, when they did it, I literally told the doctor, can you, can you stop? Can you bring it back? Can you bring him back to life? Mm-hmm. They're like, sir, like we can't, I, that's how bad it got for me. Um, yeah. I, I, my heart goes out to anybody you know, it, when things just work, it's like a peanut butter and jelly thing. You don't understand why it works. It just does. Mm-hmm. With a with a dog and a human being, there has just always been that like genuine friendship that you can't mm-hmm. put a you can't put a finger on. You don't get why it works. It just works. It, it's just mm-hmm. a, anytime you're having a bad time, it, you, they, he's there. The dog's there. She's there. You know what I mean? Like, um, but I tell a quick funny story. I don't know how you feel about this, Tommy. But uh, I, uh, I was completely against putting dogs, you know, uh, neutering dogs. I'm completely against it. I, 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 I know that there's a lot of people out there that are like, you got to get the dog fixed. It's I just didn't do it. I, I felt wrong. I, I don't know. That was me. So obviously Rocky being a male dude, he's got his instincts and he's, you know, he's got to do his thing, right? By the way, Rock, Rock was arrested three times. Uh, he's went to the pound three times. They told us one more time he went to the pound, pound he was going to – uh, that we, they were going to take them. Um, so again, Beagle not being, uh, fixed. You, you know, you got that scent. He's going to, you know, so I had a, I had a forerunner. Okay. Forerunner SUV. All right. And I'm going about 40, 45 miles an hour in Milford, you know, where I, where I grew up and my, my window was down. So I'm driving and all of a sudden I hear him start barking. He jumps out of the freaking window going 45 miles an hour dude he fuck he hits the concrete he bounces back up and boom goes straight to where the scent is like he didn't even skip a beat now what ended up happening was it was uh, about six thousand dollars eventually because he had a slip disc so i you know i had to get surgery the whole thing but i mean these dogs when they pick up these scents dude it does not matter that he oh, no. freaking yeah, yeah, jumped good. out of the window it was crazy good man much. But uh, happy birthday to Rock, man! I, I miss you every day, dude. And uh, you know it was it's it's tough. I know Tommy, you got you had a couple dogs too, man. That you've been through the kind of the same uh, situation. Yeah, right? I've certainly been through the ringer with that stuff. It's not a. Uh, it's not fun. It's not, so we're, I'm telling you, I cry more when my dogs die than when my family members die. Right, right. Um, so so let's get into this, Tommy, and let's let's bring up the uh, the, the the show a little bit, a little bit happier happier times, right? Mm-hmm. So I love the '80s. You know, I've been uh, I I, yeah. I I was born in 1980, and I've been in a big uh, listen. '80s on eight on Sirius XM is the greatest station. Anybody that has of all time, if anybody has Sirius XM, make sure you listen. To, you have the the '80s. What I love about the '80s is that. The, it's it's literally the 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 era of like one hit wonders like right they they come up with like this unbelievable song and you never hear from them again yeah you know what i'm saying like you know aha with uh take on me or like you got yeah. uh, uh you know what i heard the other day uh toy soldiers remember toy soldiers yeah that man. was another good one too uh i know you've been posting a couple funny things too man like uh if you ever if someone ever says uh eight six eight what was it what was it with uh oh i said so <laughs> Uh, in McDonald's, they called number eight six seven, and I yelled five three zero nine. Five three zero nine, right? Nobody it's, laughed. I felt old and ate my hamburger in the playground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it, it, you, the the eighties are amazing. So what I watched, uh, and again, Tommy, we, right now, like what's getting like upsetting, dude, is it's like, you know, you got you know Sean Connery passes away, right? You got Alex Trebek who passes away, right? You had uh, you know you had uh, um, uh, uh, Van Halen, right? Eddie Van Halen yeah. pass away, who. You know, Van Halen, we didn't really talk about it too much. I mean, if you hear any riff, like just unbelievable riff, like, and, and, and you know, these like, you know, now hip hop, you know, stars are putting him in, dubbing him into their songs or whatever. That was Eddie Van Halen, dude. Eddie Van Halen with Panama, like unbelievable, oh. unbelievable, uh, you know, talent. Then you got, you know, Alex Trebek, who we'll, we'll get to near the end of the show. We'll have a little tribute for him. 
was the was the goat was the best of. I mean, who's who yeah. was it? Pat, what's his name? Pat Sajak. Yeah. Pat Sajak. You could put up there as well, but. Alex Trebek, forget it, dude. Unbelievable. He still looks like he looks, yeah. He looked the same way he did in the eighties. Same thing with same thing with Vanna White too, man. It's like crazy. Like it's nothing's changed. And then obviously, you know, Sean Connery. Now, I'm gonna give you my Sean Connery take on this, Tommy, because I know there's a lot of James Bond guys out there. I'm not a James Bond guy. I'm not. All right. Okay. Who I am is an Indiana Jones guy, right? And if everybody <laughs> remembers, you know, is uh, it was was a Temple of Doom? Was a Temple of Doom? He was in. Or Last Crusade. It was the Last Crusade. Last Crusade, yeah. Last Crusade and uh, Sean Connery. Doom Temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid from the Goonies. Yeah. Yeah, right, da- yeah. Data from the Goonies. Hey yeah. lady, we go for a ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, but, uh, yeah, so if anybody forgets, Sean Connery played uh, Indiana Jones's uh, father in, yes. in the third one, which is one of my favorites, dude. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy, dude, like how, you know, I'm starting to kind of, you get those throwbacks in the era that you're just like, the music sounds good to you. The movies were great. Um, oh, but, dude, the movies. I mean, Sean Connery movie, right? The Untouchables. Untouchables, absolutely. And, and you know, fantastic movie. Unbelievable movie, right? And uh, but what one, one movie I watched last night, and it's just it's not it wasn't made in the eighties, but it's mm-hmm. about the eighties, and it's my favorite Adam Sandler movie. It's Wedding Singer. Oh, Wed- great. Wedding <laughs> Singer is the dude. It's got it's got the guy. Who played in? Uh, I think his. I can't remember what his name was. Was in Goodfellas. Carbone was it Carbone? He was in oh, Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And then he plays his, uh, uh, his brother-in-law. brother-in-law. He's yeah. so freaking funny in the movie, dude. Like, he goes, "Oh, what does he say in that scene?" He's like, uh, "She's like, let's go, let's go." And he's like, "Hold on, I'm watching Dallas. They yeah. they shot Jr." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's so it's so good. And I was, so I was watching that last night, and that soundtrack, by the way, too. If you guys want a good '80s soundtrack, that soundtrack oh, yeah. is—it's got the Cure, the Cure in there, and uh, uh, um, what's else? Uh, what's what, Billy Idol is in it, yeah. uh, which is good too. Um, then obviously, oh yeah, uh, oh geez, uh, you know, oh, David Bowie, David Bowie, David yeah. Bowie. Yeah, that's how much we know, Tommy. Yeah, David yeah. Bowie, right? Was another yeah. one, dude. And uh, uh, but yeah, it was it was good to watch that and the guy. The great thing about Adam Sandler is anytime there's like a bad guy in his movies, yeah. they're the best in the, like, oh, like God. Shooter McGavin is yeah. the best comedy villain of all time, yeah. right? And yeah. then the guy that plays Glenn is great, right? Yeah. Like they, they're just such, they're so great. He, he does a really good job of that stuff. The other two, well, it's, uh, well, Steve, Steve Buscemi is the uh, oh, brother. And when he, when he's in that wedding singer and he's like, I'm a person too, God damn it. I'm a person too. Oh my God. <laughs> what is it? The, not the best man. I'm the better man. I'm the best. Yeah, the better man. So, and then he's playing the guitar. The self. <laughs> oh man! But what a, what a great uh, movie. Anybody that hasn't seen that, uh, make sure you get out there and, uh, and and watch that movie. It's a it's a great one. But Tommy, let's get into the into the football man and, and get into yeah. the uh, soccer. So you know, COVID's on the rise. Um, you know, it's it's getting pretty bad all over the country again, or all over the, all over our country, and then obviously all over the world again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I've been getting into now, Tommy, and I don't know if you've been watching, but it's uh, African Cup of Nations. Yeah, they, uh, it's on so that, right now. Ghana, yeah, sorry, Ghana, Sudan. Yes, Ghana, Sudan is on right now. Um, what I'm hearing is is that Algeria is just unstoppable. I hear Algeria is just you know they're 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 ridiculous, and then obviously you could throw Senegal in there with uh, with uh, Mane and uh, Koulibaly, correct? Koulibaly. Right, yeah. you know, they're looking good as well, but. You know, it's great that being sports has this because, you know, this is something that we never get got to watch before. It was never something yeah. that we ever got into. Because so. they lost everything else, didn't they? Correct. The only thing correct. left is La Liga, I think. Right. So, um, obviously, we're an international break, and I know everybody's probably yeah. falling asleep from it, especially the snooze fest that was Estonia, Italy yesterday. Oh, um, but, you know, my boy Grifo got the goal, so that was a good thing. Um but so we got into the uh, the uh, cases and on the rise. But, Tommy, let's dive into this because I know you're a little heated about it, and we'll go into two of them, Right. So Roma tried to, uh, or sorry, Verona tried to, uh, uh, you know, uh, appeal against um, Roma when, uh, well, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, you had it right, Roma. Yeah, you had it right, Roma. Was it Roma or Lazio? Yeah, no, it was Roma tried to appeal against, Roma tried to appeal their first week, the week one result when Diawada played. Right. That got rejected. Right. And then and now, then, and now Verona, uh, uh, Lazio was cleared of what Verona correct. Uh, uh, appealed for, um with with uh, with uh, Lazio as well because Lazio had players that were not quote unquote uh, available or was it something with COVID? Tommy, you got to tell so me. So they had positive tests, three positive tests that they fudged. 
yeah. in order for those players to play the game. Right. Um, and now, of course, you know, I was speaking to Paulo about this the other day because, you know, I was texting you guys. I was, I was yeah, really about right, this. right. And he turned, and I didn't know this yet, but he said that Lotito's now blaming the lab, saying that the lab messed up the results. So he, and he's like, he's so corrupt. He goes, he's so corrupt. He goes, it's, he goes, nobody can believe anything this guy says. No, nah, it's, 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 yeah. So it's, go ahead, continue. It's getting, no, it's getting, it's getting, uh, you know, again, and we, Tommy, we brought this up, man, because again, we're Italian. We know this. We've been around the yeah. block. We know what's going down. When these tests are at such a rapid volume and they, you know, are affecting now, you know, you know, the, you know, the, the current uh, couple can not playing, whatever it is, mm-hmm. obviously they're going to try to do what they can to get these players out there and play. Um, now the other one too is I know that one's uh, pretty uh, you know close to your heart and the Napoli appeal gets rejected as well. Um, yeah. Listen, you know I brought this up on the te- text to Bajo the other day because she was like, you know, this is this is ridiculous or whatever, and I'm like, listen, you can't you can't Juve did what Juve did. Juve did something that was unsportsmanlike. You could throw it in there. Just yeah. uh, it was morally wrong. It, it was it was morally wrong. Correct. This yeah. is on the league. The league, you know, totally they agree. they made the rule. Right, so quote unquote, Juve saying, "Yeah, we just following the rule." But if if a region is stating, like, what I'm trying to figure out is, and again, I know where you're going with this, Tommy, because you're going to make this north and south, right? But if the Lombard, if the Lombardia region made that call and said, "Listen, we do not want you traveling to say Benevento or you know Campania. Campania region," right? If they don't want you, say, you know, going over there, what, what, do you think that they, they say, you know what, let's not send them because now? Is it because of the severity of what happened in the Lombardia area, or is it because it's the north? Like that's where I I, I don't get I get lost in so, this because yeah, it, I think I think we're mixing two two forms of law here, right? Right. Like you have the sport governing body, and then you have the medical governing, right? Like because that's what Napoli was saying is that our doctors and and our our lawyers are. They're the, from the region are saying you are not allowed to travel. You will incriminate yourselves if you travel. You could right. be arrested. Right. So again, like if if that's really hey, listen, like how how is the league going to override that? Is my problem right? right. Like right. if you have if if you if you've been told and there's been dossiers saying like hey, we've told them they can't travel or we will arrest the entire team bus. Right. And then what? Yeah. You know. So like, and I just think for me, if they would have. If they would have rejected the appeal and then punished Lazio, I would have been okay with it. Right. But the inconsistency is what bothers me. Yeah. And then that's the biggest thing is that, you know what, FIGC, you had a chance. You had a second chance, actually. You screwed up the first time. You gave the penalty. Okay, fine. I got over it. <laughs> then you uphold it, and you don't do anything to Lazio for fudging tests. And actually, how about this? Napoli gets punished for trying to not spread the virus. And Lazio doesn't get punished for for actually spreading for it. Spreading or, 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 yeah, we're, like, come on. Like, what are we having a laugh? Yeah, it, like, that doesn't make any to dude. It, it's got nothing to do with how I feel about North. That just doesn't make any sense. No. Like on a medical and on a no. on a human level. No, it it, it, it really I mean, doesn't agree with that. No, yeah, I told. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 insanity, dude. Because the other thing too is like, what goes around comes around too. If you think about it, like when this whole thing happened with Juve, what ended up happening? McKenny gets COVID. Ronaldo gets COVID. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, And the other thing, too, is when you're being warned about something, because, again, all the warnings were there from when this stemmed with COVID, right? All the warnings were there. There was not a time you did not turn CNN on, and they showed pictures of China, and the entire society there was wearing masks. Remember, don't forget, too, it took us how long to start saying, maybe we should start wearing masks now. Maybe we should start putting these on. You know what I'm saying? So, like... Again, the warnings were there, like, understand that and respect it. And again, on the other side, away from the law, whatever, the ruling, whatever it is, Juve should have been the bigger, you know, you know, person there and said, hey, listen, this is what we want to do. And and again, do not tell me for a second, and Yelly and, and the hierarchy did not look at that league table and say, if we do not do this, we're, you, if they lost that game, do you know where Juve is right now? Well, you know where Napoli is if we won that game? On top of the table. By two points. By two because points. Because of Milan's result. Yeah. Exactly. So, and now, the Napoli-Milan uh, game, we'll get into that one because that one's coming up soon, Tommy. I think it's the day after, the weekend of the Thanksgiving, yes, when I, I think agree. that game is. So, that's going to be a big one as well. The last one with the news, and, and it's it, it's something me and Tommy 
I've talked about it. It's an unfortunate situation, guys. So everybody out there, Rocco Camiso did not contact me and Tommy to uh, to take over for Fiorentina. Tommy, maybe one day that day will come. We don't know. But uh, so they said goodbye to the baseball hat. Uh, Yakini, which we knew he was number one. It was it was a hot seat. Uh, you know, you, you know that it was coming. But we welcome back. Prendelli uh, uh, to the uh, the Viola and uh, for, for those that don't remember, uh, Prendelli is uh, he was the uh, f- he was he coached at uh, the the Viola before, and that was when uh, Gilardino was there, right? Correct, Tommy, if I'm right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had some good teams. Luca, man. Luca, was Luca Tony there too at the time? Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was coaching them around when we won the mundial? Right, and then uh, and then we then he obviously went to the national team as well. And we had some. Do we do we do okay? What, what do we do with the Euro national final? Euro, Euro final. final. That's right. When he was there, correct. We went to the Euro final. That was with uh, Cassano and uh, Balotelli, Balotelli and we had, we had right. That was the uh, that was one as well. So we welcome him back, and you know, hopefully, he studies the ship. You know, you got those some some young players at uh, Castrovilli there and. Uh, you know, Frank Ribéry is there, so hopefully they steady the ship and get that going. Um, all right, let's uh, let's segue into the international break now, Tommy. So we got, obviously, uh, Italy played Estonia yesterday. Grifo gets the goal. I, I saw an interesting stat, uh, Tommy. Uh, Bernadeschi is the leading goal scorer now, right now, right now under Mancho. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's anything to be like, hey, you know, that's, you know, because uh, Bel- Bel- Belotti has four uh, and uh, Bernadeschi has, uh, has five. Um, obviously scoring against Estonia. I don't know what that really <laughs> kind of does in terms of uh, your resume. Played yesterday, played Estonia. Uh, had a lot of young players out there, a lot of young talent. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, T- Tonali got the start. Um, which, but that, the only the old the old uh, the old buck there was uh, Sergu was uh, was the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, so we got Poland coming up this weekend, Tommy. That's one is on. Uh, is on Sunday the fifteenth, two forty-five. So that one's the League of Nations. But Tommy, what's so talk to me about this, man? What's going on with the World Cup? Are we set? Like, what is qualifying happening? Like, so South America is qualifying last night and today for for Qatar or for yeah, for Qatar. And Qatar is supposed to happen when January of twenty-two. So January of twenty-two is that when that World Cup is going to be supposed to happen? Okay, because the Euro. So everything got pushed back. So now Euros is this summer. Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about it on this show like a number of times. These guys are going to be absolutely destroyed come the World Cup, right? Destroyed. Because you've had the pushback season this year. Then you've had very little break. Now, I know you had the four months during COVID, whatever. You had very little break to start this year, right? Right. We have this season that's going to be truncated. And then this summer, you've got the Euros, the Olympics, and the Copa America in South America. Then... You're going to start the league again with no break in the summer in August. You're going to stop the leagues in December for a World Cup. Yeah, they're going to be absolutely destroyed. Come, these guys are going to these guys are going to have no break, man. They played the Champions League all the way through August. Then they got the start of the season a week later. You got, I mean, at some point something's got to give. Yeah, like that's why I think you're starting to see, like, especially with these friendlies, a lot of these guys are pulling out. Yeah, they're not playing because they need a break. Like, yeah, or or you saw like the team yesterday for Italy. Like, with with all due respect to those players, how many of those guys are going to play against Poland? None. Maybe, maybe Bernadeschi, maybe, maybe Emerson. Although Spinazzola's been Mancho's guy, but I like after that, none of those guys are going to start or no. play. You no. know, like I just you looked at the bench, the guys in the stands, and it was like, oh man, there's the team up there watching. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so, and I'm not being disrespectful. It's just the reality of the situation. You know, like if they're, <clears throat> I, I just don't know how these guys are going to do it. I really don't. It's 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 brutal, man. And again, you know, I am, man. I, I you know, I'm 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 very big on the you know the the, the technical and tactical ability of these uh, the defending players, and I don't want to give them an out by any means because I'll tell you right now. You know, I'm not giving them an excuse of they're doing it too much, but they're, you know, VAR obviously is a big part of this. And it, listen, the, the amount of soccer that is being played, the amount of football that's being played right now is is insane, you know. And I don't even know if the five sub thing even makes a freaking difference at the at the end of the day because because here's the thing. The five sub thing only, and we talked about this before, the five mm-hmm. sub thing only makes a difference on an inter or someone that has that kind of depth where they can interchange. Right. Um, 
If you're looking at a Torino that's freaking fighting for their life, they can't make a sub because their 11 is their 11. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, the reality is sinking in of the fact that, you know, we don't want to drop. We don't want to lose money. This is a big money situation. You see how much you guys get all the numbers now, how much money is being lost through each team. Juve, Inter, how much money is being lost. You know, it's, it's insane because of COVID. So I understood what they had to do. But there's some Mickey Mouse absolute mickey mouse freaking tournaments within each uh you know each league that they could have just gone away with yeah. and had no no reason to freaking do it you know what mm-hmm. i mean like listen the coppa italia is the standard i get that i understand it but at the mm-hmm. end of the day if they all got together and said listen this year you know let's let's really try to minimize as much right. as we can you know the fact that mancho goes in and takes a 40 man roster of mm-hmm. nfl I mean, it's it's ridiculous, it's, you know. It's crazy, and and to think that in, in in Italy and Spain still have just the one cup competition, right? England and France have two cup competitions. Yep. That's, that, like, just get out of the Carabao Cup and get out of the. Yeah. I, I think the Coupe de la Ligue is the one that they like. Yeah. Or, yeah. But like the other one, whatever it is, like, come on, stop that crap. Like, yeah. Enough. It's, it's it's. They don't need to do that. Put your reserve team into that or the U twenty threes. It's like. Yeah, because like, who ends up winning it all the time is you know City or Chelsea or whoever, and they're already in Europe anyway, so it doesn't matter if they win that thing. Right, absolutely. So, and, and by, go did on. you see the smaller teams taking a shot at Pep and Klopp? Which which one? That EPL. So, the Pep and Klopp are saying they want five subs, and the smaller teams are like, "You don't use all your subs anyway. What the hell do you need five for?" No. They're like, "Pep, you go through a game, you use one sub. What do you need five for?" What? Not using wait, so they're calling them out on their own crap. It's it, great. Nah, it, it, listen. The other thing too more is pep, a, more pep than Klopp. They're saying. Yeah, but. yeah. They're, you're also seeing like how these teams are getting exposed now too. Like you're seeing the like resurgence of like Aston Villa, Leicester City's doing mm-hmm. well, whatever. But you know, people will throw in there that well, you know, those teams are playing in Champions League or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, man, the money is there for you as the team. You yeah, have the depth. Don't get, don't, don't give me a freaking it, break. I mean, in all honesty, because here's the thing, Inter. You're in you're in in a situation where you're going to be playing Europa League, right? So you have your third team that you're going to go and play there, right? I mean, what do you need to focus on? Do you want the city out? Because I could say the same freaking thing to Napoli, right? Yeah. And you and you as a Napoli fan, you want the Scudetto or you want to go and try to win the Europa League? I think you want the Scudetto, yeah. no, correct? Yeah. The, right. the priority for me would be finishing top four and winning the Scudetto, right? Right, right, right. So, I mean, and that's... I think, I think finally... He's starting to, to see, understand that. Well, I mean, like, yeah, when your capitano is down, dude, and people are probably like, dude, you know, you gotta, you gotta ease up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, 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 and that's the one spot where we probably only have three guys versus the four. Yeah, so. and I know saying ease up to Reno Gattuso is like, I mean, what did he say the other day? He goes, "I'm gonna pop a blood vessel." I'm like, dude, I have, I'm surprised you haven't done it already. Like, I mean, oh, he's when, he, when they asked him, like, oh, about the scudetto, like, can you win it? He goes, if somebody else asks me about the scudetto, I'm gonna kick him in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that's and that's Reno for you, dude. But. uh all right, so that was the international break. We got a couple games coming up to Ireland, uh, England's coming up, which is going to be a good one. But Tommy, let's dive into this for a second, um, and because obviously it's 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 the country we live in, man, and we support and we love. And obviously, Tommy being involved with U.S. soccer and and me and being involved with uh, you know with the USL, you know, I want to kind of get a little bit, you know, segue into this a little bit. But so today, Wales uh, will play against the United States, and uh, it is in Cardiff. Uh, if I remember yeah. correctly, right? Millennium Stadium, right? Big opportunity. Yeah, Millennium Stadium. Big opportunity for the uh, for the the boys in uh, red, white, and blue, right? They uh, they have the young the youth playing, right? And the biggest in- the interesting the interesting thing <laughs> is yeah, because the funny thing is McKenney was on yesterday. I was listening to him talk. He's like one of the he's like the leader of the team, dude. Like he's and he's yeah. twenty two, you know. So. Um, but you got the guys that are majority of this squad, you know, and, and, and Burhalter probably woke up a little bit and, mm-hmm. and said, listen, you know, we're going to go with the youth and the, the players that are actually playing, uh, you know, overseas. And so the majority of this roster is mm-hmm. European based, South American based. And I think there's only two players that are mm-hmm. from the MLS, um, you know, that are that are on the roster as well. But Tommy, so first off, what are your thoughts on today's game? Is this uh because obviously there's been a lot of anticipation with this USA? Yeah, they haven't been out there yet. And the other thing too is, do you think this is going to be very very tough now? 
you know, it, does this send a bad message with regards to the MLS and, and USL with how they're going about this? So how much time do I have? <laughs> <laughs> you take uh, as no, much time as you want, man. This, right? Here, here's what I'll start with. And by the way, before we talk, before the, you, you reminded me about saying that, Grifo is the only player out of the 41 that's never played in Serie A for Italy. So think about that. That's a pretty cool stat. Wow. Anyway, wow. Good one. Um, that's a good one. Straight during the game. Um, so with regards to the U.S., do you remember a certain German coach that we had that tried to do this previously and he caught a lot of hell from U.S. soccer when he was saying that our guys need to be playing in Europe, they need to be playing in the best leagues, and, you know, U.S. soccer wanted them all to come back to MLS. Do you remember when that happened? Yeah, Tommy, I think the guy used to used to dive a lot. He played for Inter, correct? Yeah, he yeah. definitely – he was a pretty good player, though, wasn't he? He was a good player, yep. Um, so I just go back to that, and here we are, what, now – 10 years later and it's the cycle has come full circle right um dude it has to happen like the reality of the situation is is that when you can sit there and tell me if anybody wants to make this argument i would love to have it that michael bradley was better off playing for toronto than he was for roma or munchen gladback like you just haven't you're having banter man it's just come on like we're not we're not playing this game anymore we have guys that are playing at top, top clubs now. Like, I mean, Chris Richards is getting time at the best team in the world. That is, when's the last time we had an American getting any time at the best team in the world, or even on the best team in the world? Correct. Richards is getting time in the Bundesliga at Bayern Munich, in the first team. He should be playing for the national team. I don't care if he gets 45 seconds a game, he automatically is better than any other player we have in the back line because he's doing that, right? Right, Or he automatically goes to the front of the line. Serginho Dest, play him. But any of these guys that are playing at these top clubs and getting time or even just training with the first team, like, we're beyond that. You can't tell me that Conrad De La Fuente is not having a better experience playing in the reserve team, getting some first team minutes here and there, but training with Leo Messi every day than uh, uh, where Perry Kitchen is playing for Inter-Miami. And I'm not trying to be rude about it, or I don't even know where Perry Kitchen's playing right now. He's a decent player. But you can't tell me that that's the same environment. You just can't. Yeah. And it, like, you, just enough is enough already. These guys are – we got a guy at Juventus, two at Barcelona, one at Bayern Munich. When's the last time in American football we've had that? Ter- T- Tommy, think about this for a second. Go back to like 94, dude, right? And mm. state what you just stated there. Like if we had those types of players – I mean, you're talking about 94 when, you know, Juve was about to win a, a Champions League. Like, think about that. Like, mm. those are, like, seeing those names now is, like, it's almost, like, unheard of. Like, now, mm. I, I've stated what I what I felt about the whole scenario because I think that oh, one— Oh, by the way, yeah, go ahead. not forget, Pulisic and Reyna. Exactly. Playing Reyna at the highest— where they Playing, are. playing at a high level. But what I said was I think that there there has always been this, like, kind of— label for american players that have gone overseas and all that stuff right we all we all know that when the mls started okay they could not afford to send any of these players to overseas because the league would have folded it's a reality reality right so now with this such an influx of these players playing at the highest level and i've also always thrown this little thing in and again people want to you know label me whatever you're being a hater whatever it is but because of covid now and because of teams losing so much money you can go and get a quality player an american player on the cheap on top Mm -hmm. of the fact that what they can use for marketing Mm -hmm. so it's a win-win in those scenarios right because you cannot tell me mckinney was going to be taken when allegri was there and they were at the highest level going into the they were not going to do that it's a reality everybody okay Mm -hmm. but what i'm going to say is this Take the freaking opportunity by the mm-hmm. scruff of the neck and play these kids. Yeah. These guys have the opportunity now to get a good uh, understanding. They're playing at the highest level. Even mm-hmm. if they don't play, they're still getting an understanding. Like McKenney right now was labeled as a player that might have like done some things that you know might have been doing too much in the midfield and kind of mm-hmm. getting involved in tackles. Pirlo's now in Italian soccer is honing in on him being a little bit more disciplined in mm-hmm. the middle of the field, right? So <clears throat> all these things are such learning experience for the Gio Reyna. What he's doing right now is absolutely – I mean, 
the 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 uh dude, the, got Julian Brandt on the bench. Dude, uh, what's what what, what played in the World Cup for Germany? They, they just played <laughs> Bayern Munich, right? And again, there was four two Bayern. You know, they're phenomenal. Bayern Munich they're is ridiculous. Yeah. But Giorena played a ball into the Holland that he should have scored. I mean, the the way that they link up has mm-hmm. been has been ridiculous. But again, th- this right now, Berhalter has no excuse. You have everything right there in front of you. And going back to Klinsman, okay. Because I wasn't the biggest fan. But what he was trying to set up, I get. It was all European-based, and it was like academy. The only thing that I wish Jurgen had more of is he was more upfront and in your face about things. Because I think he went over a little bit and was like, kind of, oh, you guys don't want to listen? All right. But I think he should have pushed it more, been like, this is the way it needed to be. And again, it could have been U.S. soccer dealing with what they dealt with, Mm -hmm. right? But I think that he could have been a little bit more. That was my gripe with him. Yeah, no, I think I think he probably was tired of fighting the fight. That's what we, I'm saying. That's what I mean. We saw it out in the public or at the press conference level. Remember, he he was probably fighting that in the back room, the boardroom, wherever yep. he was, every day. Yep. Where and the problem that we have in this country, right, and it's a it's a societal problem is we don't want to get off our own high horse, and I think U.S. soccer has a big problem with that. Right. Like in terms, and they definitely had it ten years ago. When we were going into a World Cup ranked and all this other nonsense, these FIFA World Rankings, which are hysterical. Yep. But it, it, you, you can't deny that right now, okay, to not play these guys. We've got a goalkeeper who's the number two at Man City, yep. right? He's in the Champions League. We've got Gio Reyna at Dortmund. He's in the Champions League. We've got Chris Richards at Bayern, Champions League. Two guys at Barcelona, Champions League. Juventus, Champions League. That's like seven. I haven't even started thinking yet. And that's like six, seven guys. <laughs> When's the last time we had six or seven Americans? Pulisic too, Chelsea. Oh yeah, Pulisic. Yeah, there we go, Chelsea. Another yeah. one. Yeah. Like, we haven't even started thinking yet, bro. Like, I yeah. mean, to sit there and, and deny that there's actually some ability in this group. Even I don't care how old they are. And the kid at Valencia is very good. The winger. Yeah. Oh man, he's phenomenal. But like. W- why would you not play these kids? Yeah. Why would you not give them a chance? Why would you? This game, for all intents purposes, outside of building a culture and trying to win and be competitive, means nothing in the grand scheme of things in terms of if we win or lose. Right now, if we want to win, and I think we can win the game. I jokingly voted for Wales on on our on our on our <laughs> poll there just for banter. But if, if he plays, if if we're playing our and oh, by the way, Tyler Adams at Leipzig. We completely forgot him, who scored a goal in the Champions League quarterfinal last year, right? So that's another one. So if your midfield three is McKinney, Adams, and Reyna, man, we're doing all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I think that um, you know, again, it's I, I I agree with you in terms of wins or losses. It's not something that we really got to play into, but in the regard to uh, what we finally get to see, the anticipate mm-hmm. anticipation that's been growing. Now, yeah. if we go out there and it's an absolute dud, and I also completely disagree with what the with the way that because again, this is just coaching style, right? It's just something that I'm nitpicking with. Oh, Timmy Wayne's uh, at Lille. They're in Champions League also. It's it's cra- it, It's unbelievable. I mean, what, I mean, you just playing for Bremen. Like, I mean, Reams at Fulham, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, Ledesma's at PSV. Right, and we got Leget. Leget came in, right? Legette yeah, just came uh, in. But and there's Le- another kid, the kid Cardoso, who they Yeah, but Legette, is Legette still? Where, where's Legette? Is he at C- Seattle? Where's Legette? The Galaxy, I think, right? Is he at the Galaxy? But anyway, so... Was there. Right. But <laughs> So anyway, listen, the thing is, is that, you know, what I what I don't like about Bearhalter, and, and this is, again, just nitpicking, no matter what the scenario is, you got to play out of the back. Whatever it is, got to play out of the back. Stop. Stop. Okay? If there's a high press and you're not getting... Break the line. Break mm-hmm. the line. It it has to happen. But yeah, get, sh- get into the second one. And, and again, go into what we're good at, man. There, the athleticism that's on our team is the best in the world. We have the best athletes coming out of the country. Do you know that, right? It's a reality. Okay. The thing is, use those use those strengths. And now that you have other coaches implementing these things into these kids' heads, you got a freaking home run right now, man. You really, really do. You know. So the best of luck to us today. I'm actually yeah. going USA today, Tommy. I know you went Wales, Tommy. Maybe you no, thought- I, I think the US will win. I was just doing it yeah. for banter. Yeah, so I think um, that uh, I think we'll I think we'll have a good game there. But th- we wanted to get into that for a little bit. But let's now let's let's uh, go into uh, the uh, City A recap, okay? And just go over a couple games. Atalanta and Inter were one-one. Uh, again, it was you know Inter coming out and getting the goal. 
Uh, they put him out in front and, at, with the header. And then uh, Atalanta got back. Mm. And you see this all the time with, with Inter. Inter can't kill, kill a game to save their life. They just can't. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, it was a, obviously a better result for Atalanta to finally get back onto it. And, you know, again, also showing, you know what? Hey, Gasparini, get a point. Get a point. Mm-hmm. Get a point, and that's it. You know, so that's the uh, that's what it was 1-1 with that game. Benevento, Spezia. Spezia, big win. I think that it had a lot to do with their Juve, uh, you know, Juve game. They got built a little confidence with the Juve game. Beat uh, Benevento, Nzaghi's Benevento 3-0. Uh, um, Sampdoria lose the Calgary dude, which they had a ten men uh, with uh, uh, Joao Pedro's uh, penalty. Joao Pedro was their second highest scorer, dude. Oh, I know, I heard that. Third right, game. you heard that? He's had a quiet, good career though, yeah. hasn't he? Like, and it took me until I heard that stat to look up. He's done some decent things there, like over the years. Yeah. So uh, Roma go to the uh, Marassi and uh, they beat Genoa three one. Roma, Tommy, huh? Fonseca, dude. Gets his house uh, robbed, and he is freaking flying now, huh? Mkhitaryan is the first Roma player to get a hat-trick since Salah in 2016. And by the way, Mkhitaryan, again, was not allowed to go to his uh, uh, to play for Armenia. Again. It's really bad there right now. Terrible. Like, the Turks, like, it's, it's a really... We think we have a bad political situation in the it's States right now. Terrible. What they have is, is 100 times worse. Terrible. Really yeah. disgusting what they're doing to those people, like on a human level, and... I hope that, you know, eventually it prevails. Uh, the other one, too, is uh, Milan and uh, Verona. Milan fight back from a 2-0 deficit and uh, come back. Zlatan actually missed the penalty. He hit the woodwork as well, as well but then he scored the, uh, the equalizer. Uh, Parma, Fiorentina, and this was pretty much the nail in the coffin for Iacchini. Uh, 0-0 with uh, Parma, Fiorentina. Sassuolo, Udinese, which obviously helps out Milan and Napoli. With uh, a zero-zero with uh, with Sassuolo and uh, Udinese there, and then uh, Torino and Cotrone uh, was uh, zero-zero as well. Belotti hit the woodwork again, so unfortunately the Rooster doesn't get his goal. But let's go back into uh, uh, Bologna and Napoli. Tommy uh, Oshi gets a header uh, mm-hmm. cross from Lozano. This was a this was a legit win. They needed this one, obviously, with mm-hmm. Sassuolo dropping points and Milan dropping points as well. But again, Tommy, I go back to that Sassuolo game, man. If they got the Sassuolo game, and, and that, it, you know, this would have been uh, this would have been night and day, and you would have probably seen them sitting up top uh, of the city out right now. But what's your thoughts on the uh, the Napoli and uh, Bologna game? No, listen, like you said, it was something we needed. Um, it was a good goal, by the way, good header. It was. Uh, it, listen, there was three points is three points, isn't it? And like you said, that's it for us to get a three-point result on the road when Inter, Juve, Lazio, and Milan and Atalanta all tie. Yep. And I know some of them were playing each other, but pretty much outside of Roma, those are your five title contenders, right? Right. So in a week where they all drop points, I I said it to you prior, it feels like a five-pointer. Yep. It feels like we gained five points on everybody. Yeah, so. and, and again, it, it, you guys, this is how the table works, man. You're always going back, and it's like, oh, if, yeah. I, drop, if I drop points there, if I get points. And I, like I said, the Sassuolo one is something I'm going to underline, but they get they get the job done. So, Tommy, let's get into the Lazio-Juve game, man. And, and I've, I've been boiling this up for uh, for uh, a couple of days now. I, I didn't want to release the uh, energy uh, <laughs> just yet, but I want to save it here. So Cristiano Ronaldo obviously gets the uh, early goal. I think it was around the. I can't remember the. T- it was it was early in the in the in the first half, obviously. Um, and right now, Casado is not allowed in in Torino. Period. <laughs> he like he's like public enemy number one, dude. I tell you what, though, two weeks in a row. Two Lazio weeks in a row. Scored in the last second by of the game. by Casado, dude. Yeah. Right. So Casado gets another last gas goal. So let's go over this, Tommy. Okay, again. I don't know what he's doing. There's no identity. The second half starts. And the second half starts, and this is when it should be where, all right, let's be smart. They're going to come out flying. Let's hit them on a counter. Which, by the way, Kulichevsky and uh, Matteo Bonetti, who's great. I like I like Matteo, Matteo the, the yeah, guy. He's good. Uh, he um, was saying how in at Parma, right, they, they were a counterattacking team. Kulichevsky is, is is your perfect player to take mm-hmm. players on and spark a counter. And you saw that, right? 
So Juve is doing what they're doing in the second half. They start to slowly lose steam. And obviously, I think it was the 94th minute, Casado gets the goal. Okay? Now, just to give you a little stat. By this time, right now, when Max mm-hmm. Allegri started with Juve, I think he was 7-0. and Okay? <laughs> and how many goals did he concede, Tommy? Four. Zero! <laughs> Zero. None. We've conceded every game. I don't care about the 4-1. I don't care about the Hungarian team. You still concede. You are not going to be... this. We've done such un like things for the past two years. It's insanity. It's insanity. It's not. It's it's literally not anything. If someone came out of a out of a coma, right? Mm-hmm. That was a huge Juve fan and woke up and said, "Who the hell is this team? Who is this team? What are they doing?" And so with a, here's with the here's the 10, with a top ten player of all time. All time. Okay. Right now, Pirlo has the young player of the year, the City out best player with DiBala, and top ten player of all time with Ronaldo. On top of that. The highest paid, the highest paid defender in the Serie A with Banucci. Okay? So let's go over what happened now with the media. The media was killing, killing Dybala. Okay? Now, I don't know if you guys saw what happened here, but Dybala had the ball, and the ball kicked up. I think it hit off his knee or his shin when the ball went out as a throw-in. Now, the throw-in is around midfield, Tommy, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, it's a little bit further, and yeah, but it's, it's it's in between. Yeah. Whatever. There's 30 freaking seconds left in the game. 30. Okay. It had to go through how many? Now, you want to blame DiBala? Okay. And Tommy talks about the ripple effect. I get it. Whatever. Okay. But Correa, who absolutely crapped on Demiral before that, crapped on him. You got to love when you have the touchline and you get absolutely skinned. Skinned! <laughs> off, uh, and he goes by him like he's not even there. Okay? Now Correa has the ball again. <clears throat> Bentancourt and Quadrado are right there. He splits them. Splits them <clears throat> like they're not there. Gets into the area. Now, here's the kicker. All right? <clears throat> Maldini, Cannavaro. Nesta, whoever else you want to throw in there, Baresi, okay, Costa Corta, any of these, Chiellini, okay. I would have put him. There in was the never a scenario. He would not get done. There was a never a scenario where the ripple effect came into play because guess what, the play would stop right there. It'd be done if we lost possession of the ball or whatever it is. You got split. The play stopped when that one v one scenario happened with those defenders. It died right there. Done. Okay? Ball gets into Casado. Right? You know what he... It's been, it's been there before. You watching film, Bonucci? Did you see this happen before? You're on his back. And this is one... Uh, this is fundamental defending. You force a negative. You never, ever allow a turn. You never get in too tight because they can spin you. He goes in too tight. They get, he gets spun. Boom. Goal. Okay, so you tell me out of all those, you tell me out of all those things I just stated, okay, how the freak you can blame DiBala on that? How? Because it's an excuse to get rid of him. It's correct. Okay, DiBala. And I'll say this, and I know you listen. Has he been inconsistent at times? Yeah, and that's why Allegri would not start him. Well. He's come up good when needed. Yes. Always. In big games, he's come up in a Champions League. When when you guys beat Barca, remember when you shut him out? Yep. He was fantastic. On player games. of the game. Like, so the way he's been treated at your club for a guy that has consistently produced, not consistent, he's produced in big games and come up big when needed. I won't say he's produced in every game, but I remember. There were seasons where, like, it looked like he was the only one that was scoring goals for a while. Yeah. You know, like, and and <clears throat> on his day, and anybody that wants to have a debate with me about this, I will, I will totally go for it anywhere. On his day, he is a top 10 player in the world. Yes. No doubt in my mind. And there was a point a few years ago where he was considered the heir apparent to Messi and Ronaldo, and 
has not gotten a fair shake on a national team. Never gotten a fair shake on Argentina because they say he can't play with Messi, which is the biggest crock of you-know-what I've ever heard because good players have brains and they find ways to play with each other. Yeah. You mean to tell me that if Messi and Ronaldo weren't on the same team, they couldn't figure out how to play together? They would They would figure it out. I mean, come on. That's such cra- If Neymar and Messi could figure out how to play together and they're the exact same player except one's right-footed and one's left-footed, I mean, Messi's a bit – the brain is different, right? But they, you can't tell me that this, this guy has – so underappreciated at your club, it's not even funny. Ronaldo and Messi is a simple concept, dude. Ronaldo would obviously pan out to the left-hand side, right-hand side, and Messi can always play underneath. Messi's yeah, shown just, that he can play underneath, right? I'm just saying, like, this, the way Dybala's been treated at Juve overall, I think, has not been Now, good. listen, the thing with Allegri was, was simple, right? Very pragmatic coach and wanted players to do things, you know, mm-hmm. that fit the system, right? Dybala was never going to be that guy. Now, Dybala fit the system in the way that Allegri used him where we needed a goal. We needed a spark. That's what how sorry got the best out of Dybala. There is no free Dybala showed what he had at uh, Palermo when when he was on the Saudi. It was really simple. Freedom, the whole thing. Dybala needs to be with something like that, without question. This is without a doubt his last year at Juve. There's no way in hell he stays another season after this. Um Juventini love him. I think yeah. that I listen, I'm a I'm a fan. I don't like the mold, I, he doesn't fit the Juve mold, and that's where I'm getting at. Like you know, but the, you appreciate the greatness, exactly the defensive mold, the whole thing. But I, I again, I can't get over the fact that we're we're you know we're we're putting him to the fire with all that stuff that just happened before. And again, remember, this is repeated stuff happening right. on the back line. Okay, you have a defender in, uh, a quote unquote defender in Quadrado who doesn't defend, who right. does not know the fundamentals, and a guy again that's hiding. Behind the, behind the amount of money that he's making in Bonucci, for, and, and it's a reality. It's a reality. Do not tell me Delit changes things. Don't tell me that, okay? Because again, he's so focused on this back three, with it doesn't work. And if he wants, if he's big on Fribolta, continue to do it. We don't have a left back. Build. He's a natural left back. Build it, but put him in a four and not a three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's clearly signs of a a coach who forget the the whole. Oh, he's not. He hasn't found his own way yet, and that's yeah. where I think it's it's hard to make this transition when you don't really have the experience because you don't really. Ha- he might have an idea of how he wants to play, right? But you really don't. Like, did you have a coaching philosophy, or like a real one? structure in place before a few years into coaching like my first few years of coaching i just regurgitated what i knew yep and i connected with my players and i basically did drills that i did growing up right like right. like that's and that's how you learn to figure out oh this worked this didn't work like but he hasn't figured that part out yet like so he might want to do something but he's also uncertain i think in his own ability right right like <clears throat> The reality is Pirlo is Mr. Cool. There's no doubt about that. Right. But to now have to go out and manage manage people. Yes. On, now you've made that switch, right? It's different managing them as a captain as it is managing them as the manager, right? Like, and I think I think that gets lost on a lot of people because people are going to say, oh, these guys didn't have experience when they came in. Well, Zidane was coaching Real Madrid's B team, and he was Ancelotti's assistant. So yes. he had experience. Pep was coaching the B team at Barcelona before he took the job, right? Like, all these guys had some sort of experience in working with players. Pirlo was on the job for three weeks. Yeah. Never managed a game. And by, Never, you know, like, and, and by the way, Tommy, if he gets sacked, which I think is going to happen, right? I do too. If he gets sacked, who the hell? Nobody's going to even take him. Yeah. Because you want to know what it is? You want to know what people are going to say? Go back to the U23 team at Juve, dude, and learn how to coach. Yeah, learn it or go coach a city of Bay team. He's going like, to have to go back down. Kind of like, I hate to say it, kind of like Gattuso did, right? When he first got fired. Absolutely. From, but also, don't forget, Gattuso spanned the globe, dude. He went to Greece. He went to, yeah, he went to Switzerland. He went down to Palermo, you know? Like, I think it's a very, it's a very tough thing to jump right in. Right. Like, there's a reason that a lot of these guys do, you know, they, they, they coach as an assistant, like John Terry. Yep. I had a chance to go man. He's like, no, I'm staying in Aston Villa. Like, yeah. I want to see this out. I'm the assistant. I got to find my way. 
You know, not everybody gets to go right. It just doesn't they're, always work. You know, place. Lampard had it with Darby, yeah. right? And they're doing that with Rooney now. Rooney, they're going to put yeah. it. They're trying to get him to coach Darby, and hopefully right. now he, you know, also, you know, Steven Gerrard, man, like he's stay, mm-hmm. staking with his guns, staying at Rangers, yeah. you know, yeah. and doing he's his doing thing. Doing a good job. They're actually, he's they're, absolutely they're, doing they're a phenomenal job right. there. You know? But you uh, find yourself as a manager, and I think Pirlo hasn't done that yet. No. I don't know if you agree. No, I totally agree, totally. But that now, let me just bring this up too, because I brought up Palermo. It was so happy. To, I was so happy to see Palermo Catania the other day, me right? Too. Because me that and Tommy, nice. me and Tommy, you know how we feel about them. They, we got a special spot for Palermo and Catania with the Sicilian teams. Uh, for those that don't know, they're at the the city of Chi team, uh, city of Chi mm-hmm. level right now. Uh, right. Beautiful logo. Both logos are just absolutely uh-huh. phenomenal, and seeing it there, they had a one-one draw. Um, and hopefully we see them soon. You know, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, it's going to be a long time. You know, yeah. me and Tommy talked about maybe taking over Palermo down there and, mm-hmm. and seeing what's going on there. But, all right, let's go over the uh, table, Tommy, real quick before we get into our uh, the fixtures. So, Milan's at the top. Sassuolo, Napoli, Roma, Juve, Atalanta, uh, Verona, Inter, Lazio, Sampdoria, Cagliari, Spezia, Fiorentina, Benevento, Parma, Bologna, Torino, Got out. Finally, got out of the back, the bottom three: Torino, uh, Genoa, Udinese, and uh, Catrone. It's only a matter of time before we are saying goodbye to uh, Catrone. Is the way it looks. Yeah. Empoli and Serie B holes for a little bit. <laughs> Empoli, Chievo, and Frosinone the top three. Lecce is there as well, and Spal is the top five. And the fixtures we got coming up are: we got Catrone, Lazio, and uh, Fiorentina, Benevento. Inter Torino, Juve Cagliari, the big one, uh, Napoli Milan, Roma Parma, Sampdoria Bologna, Spezia Atalanta, Udinese Genoa, Verona Sassuolo. Tommy, we'll get the uh, the uh, picks next week, obviously, because that'll be leading into that week. Um, but uh, the other fixtures too, we got USA Wales today, England Ireland today, Portugal and France is the, uh, Saturday the fourteenth. Italy Pol- uh, Poland is uh, this weekend as well. And I got to give a shout out to my good friend uh, Liz, uh, who lives in Madagascar. Her and uh, her husband uh, Fiddy. Uh, we got the the Bara. They call him the Bara, dude. It's the uh, the 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 bull, right? Uh, Ivory Coast versus Madagascar is this weekend. Uh, no, I'm sorry, it's today. It's at two o'clock today. Yeah, today. I was say, playing, yeah uh, Madagascar plays Ivory Coast. So shout out to Madagascar, Liz. Miss you. It's uh, Kim's. It's actually uh, Kim's uh, best friend too, man. She. Uh, they have a uh, they have a lab in Madagascar and they work with lemurs. Uh, wow. So with that, like veterinarians and stuff like that, it's really really cool. Like lemur cats, right? Yeah, lemurs. Uh, you know, and, they, and for those that don't know, a little little history with uh, with Madagascar, man. Madagascar's their wildlife. They're only found at Madagascar, like yeah. lemurs, stuff like that. The fusa, they're only found in Madagascar. Um, Liz actually got uh, she got bit by a, a scorpion, dude. Imagine that. Holy Christ. Dude, can you imagine that stuff, dude? I would just be like, dude, just kill me right now. Like, I freaking got bit by a scorpion, dude. Like, come on. Think about the pain. All right, so listen, Tommy. We all know that we uh, lost the great uh, this past week, dude. Alex Trebek, there was no one better, okay? Uh, I mean, that when he – remember, Tommy, when he shaved his mustache, there was such an uproar. Yeah. Like, people literally got pissed <clears throat> yeah. because he rocked that, that freaking mustache. Like, yeah. And then you know that – you know, flattery, like, you know that, like, whenever, it was funny, like, you know, you know Weird Al Yankovic, right, when he, when he would do a, when he would do a, uh, uh, you know, uh, one of the, someone's sh- songs, like, people were like, yo, I made it, like, I'm officially mm-hmm. here, right, and we all know Will Ferrell uh, did Alex Trebek, and there's oh, a great skit of him in Sean, the Sean Connery one, um, and who was the guy that played Sean Connery, dude, what the hell was that guy's uh, name? Daryl. Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah? Him and yeah, 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 yeah. He was, and he was, then, yeah. And they had some good ones because they had uh, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, Norm Macdonald as Burt Reynolds is fantastic. <laughs> but to think, man, like when you see those, they had the one with Jerry Lewis, yep. Burt Reynolds, yep, John Connery, and yep. Alex Trebek. And I think I think Jerry Lewis is now. Yeah, Jimmy Fa- Jimmy Fallon would play Adam Sandler. Yeah, remember I mean, that? Had, right. Uh, they had they had some really good ones, man. So uh, what Jimmy we did a great job as Bill Cosby too. Yeah, he did. So what, what we're going to do right now for the City A-Holes in a nice little tribute to Alex Trebek, we're going to do a trivia, uh, and we're going to do it, make sure that we're answering in a Jeopardy, uh, you know, a Jeopardy tone there, a Jeopardy, uh, you know, dialect. Um, so here's what we got, Tommy. Now, Tommy, by the way, what we're going to do is, I don't have the answers to this, right? So you just got to tell me 
who you got, right? Who you picked, and then we'll and then I'll look it look it up, and then we'll post it, say who got it right, right? We'll we'll do a little thing with the fans and say, you know, who do you think won this? Whatever it is. So here's the first question. Okay, make sure you're answering in the Jeopardy uh, the Jeopardy way. Mm. Okay, Lazio won the Scudetto in 1999. Who was the successful coach? Dino Zoff, yeah. Erickson, Roy Hodgkin, or Zaccaroni? Who is Erickson? Who is Erickson is my uh, pick as well. Okay. Who finished as the 1999-2000 Capo Cognieri? Sheva, Batistuta, Crespo, or Vieri? Dude, this one was tough, dude. I could not. Yeah. Oof. I'm going uh, with – damn, dude. I'm going to say who is Vieri. Okay, so Tommy's got Vieri. I'm going who is Crespo. Yeah, I would. Crespo would have been my other choice. Because Parma won that year, right? Who? Did Parma win 90, is there, uh, 2000 or 98? No, never won the Scudetto. No, or the, what, that was the UEFA Cup that year. Wasn't that UEFA Cup yeah, year? It was, yeah. Uh, all right. Crespo's so, the only guy I know that scored more goals than games he actually played. All right, <laughs> Mohamed Mohamed Kalion Kalion scored eleven goals for Regina in ninety nine, two thousand. Which international team did he represent? Oh, I know this one: Le- Liberia, uh, Guinea, Sierra, Sierra, Sierra Leone, or Ivory Coast. What is Sierra Leone? And he got his big move to enter the year after. Okay, I'm gonna say. Uh, so you're so you're that that's a that you're it's a definite Tommy there. I'm like ninety nine percent sure. All right, I'm gonna go against him. I'm gonna say Ivory Coast. Who is sorry? <laughs> who is Ivory Coast? Okay, or is it who is Ivory? How do you? Speak? I, put, I said what? <laughs> what is Ivory? Because <laughs> I don't think a country's a All person. Right. Yeah. Which future Italy coach was in charge of Verona in ninety nine and two thousand? Conti, Donadoni, Ventura. Ventura or Prandelli? Uh, who is Prandelli? Okay. I'm going to agree with you. Prandelli there. All right. What do we got here now? The, the, the first couple were interesting. Yeah. Man. Who won the two, 2000 Best Young Player of the Year? Totti, Pirlo, Ber, uh, Roberto Boronino, and, or Cassano? I'm saying uh, – who is, who is Totti? I'm saying who is Totti as well. <clears throat> Roberto Baggio left Inter at the end of the 1999-2000 season. Which club did he join? Fiorentina, Brescia, Parma, Sampdoria. <laughs> uh, what is Brescia? What is Brescia? Is, yeah. Uh, by the way, if we don't, if we get that wrong, Tommy, we have to officially end the city, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the city a holes podcast. <laughs> I had to oh. think about that for a second, though. Like, I was like I, yeah, because then I was thinking about Bologna, right? <laughs> but was he at Bologna before Inter? I think so, but right. don't quote me on it. Yeah, yeah. Wanna... That was the thing, man. I, I know I know he was at Brescia in 01-02. Yeah. So maybe he uh, took a year off. I thought he was there for a couple of years. I don't know. But... He was there for four years. He, he retired in 2004. Yeah. Okay, so according to transfer market statistics, which squad listed the highest number – of stranieri, we know what that means, right? Stranieri, right? Foreign players for the 1990-2000 season with 20. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I because I because I know what I want to say. I just don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so it's Milan, Udinese, who you want to say, Inter, and Lazio. Who are you going with? 99-2000. Yeah. I'm going to say what is Lazio, even though I think it was – even though I want to say Inter, I'm going to say Lazio. All right. I'm what going I'm going Inter, dude, just for the hell of it because, yeah. I mean – you know what, dude? I'm, you're never wrong with Inter in that question. No, I know. You're always going <laughs> to the top two. Now you can't say that, though, which is shocking. I know. But I'm shocking. thinking like you look at that – I'm trying to think of that Lazio thing. You know, like Poborski, Piojo Lopez, Crespo, Stankovic, okay. Adovic. All right, so like, who, I'm just thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just trying to go through that team in my head. Yeah. Um. The only team, the only people that were Italian was the back line, right? You had Nesta, Favalli. Right. Uh, I think Peruzzi was in goal for that team too, if I'm not mistaken. Um. Peruzzi's now at the higher. Of those guys. Yeah. All right. So uh, here's the other one. Who finished <laughs> level with Marco Ferranti, 
on 18 goals as joint top scorer in the Italian league in 9-2000. Lucarelli, Montella, Signori. Just seeing Giuseppe Signori's name just makes her smile. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just got to love it. Or uh, people. You said? Yeah, 99-2000 or Pipo and Zaghi. Um, which I think Inzaghi was with Juve at the time, correct, in 2000? Yeah, I think he was. All right, who do you got for that? What, what was the... What was so the, who finished uh, level with Marco Ferranti with 18 goals? Lucarelli, Montella, Signori, Inzaghi. I'm going to say who is Montella. Montella. I'm going, uh, I'm going Lucarelli. I know that that's probably wrong, but it's a cheeky one. I'm going Lucarelli. Uh... <clears throat> So who is, who is Lucarelli, right? Yeah. All right. Who, here's what we got here. Who scored a hat trick when Lazio and Milan played out a 4-4 draw at the Stadio Olimpico in week four? This was in 99 and 2000. Mar- uh, Marcelo Salas, Shevchenko, Mihalovic, or Berhoff? Hmm. Uh, 99-2000. What's the what's the sorry? Which team are we talking? Who about? scored a hat trick when Lazio and Milan played out a four four draw at the Stadio Olimpico in Week Five in two thousand ninety nine? Salas, Shev, Shevchenko, Mihalovic, or Per uh, Berhoff? Who is Berhoff? I'm gonna say the same thing. Current Napoli coach Gennaro Gattuso joined Milan in the summer of ninety nine from which club? Uh, Salernitana. Napoli, Rangers, Siena. Mm. I'm going to say what is Rangers, even though I think it's wrong. I'm going to say what is Rangers as well. Verona, Torino, Lecce, and Regina were promoted from Serie B from 99-2000 season. Which team finished highest in the final table? Uh, Who is Torino? I'm going to say who was Regina. Torino received the most red cards of any club in 99-2000. How many? 9, right. <laughs> 9 11, 15, 13. Uh, I'm going to say what is 9. I'm going to say 9 too. Because that's, that's crazy, dude. That's that like is Tony crazy. Was so thick. Yes, that is, that is crazy there. Well, Jesus, I got a lot here. Let's see. Let's finish it up. Pier, uh, Pietro Viecowood hung up his boots uh, at the end of the 99-2000 season at the age of 41. For which club did he make the more than 300 appearances in a 12-year span? Juve, Sampdoria, Inter, Parma. I actually know. Uh, Sampdoria. What Sam, is Sampdoria? Sampdoria is, yeah, right. Who is, who is Sampdoria? What is Sampdoria? Lazio yeah. uh, piped Juventus to the Scudetto on the final day of the season. Who did the old lady lose to in the torrential downpour in the la- that last round of fixtures? Uh, Piacenza, Bari, Perugia, Inter. What is Perugia? That's, who is Perugia? That's correct. I put Perugia as well. All right, here's the last two. Okay. Javier Zanetti was one of the two ever presents for Inter in 99-2000. Who was the other one? Peruzzi, Cordoba, Blanc, Panucci. Uh, who is Cordoba? I got Cordoba as well. Last one. George Weah. This is an interesting one, Tommy. And I, I have a, I, I, this is tough. George Weah left Milan in 2000, initially on loan. Which English club did he sign for? Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, Newcastle. Who is Chelsea? That's right. I hate it. <laughs> All right, so that's what we got. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was the GOAT, one of the best ever. Um, listen, everybody enjoy uh, the football this weekend. Forza Italia. Uh, go USA, right? Yeah. Uh, hopefully we get the victory. And everybody be good out there. Everybody be safe. Love one another and respect one another. But, uh, Tommy, be good, man. I'll see you later, all right? And you too, man. All right, dude. Later.